When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Sticking on this podcast. Um, this is Kathy. I'm just doing these podcasts by myself. Fuck a co-host. I think I'm just doing fine by myself. <laughs> I'm starting to uh, get used to talking to nobody. And uh, and that was like my biggest problem, actually. So anyway, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Um, if you want to follow us, follow me on Twitter or follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at Strict Anonymous. Um, and subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you subscribe and you haven't yet, please write a review. I always need reviews. I think I have like 20 on iTunes and like seven or eight on Stitcher, but I could always use more. I mean, most people have like tons. I think that they like beg their friends and stuff. I don't really let anybody know that I'm doing this podcast. Most of my friends don't know. So my reviews are for real when I only have 20. I need more for real um, reviews. So please write a review. And uh, today on the podcast, I have something different. I don't know if people are going to be interested in this. I think maybe I'll find other people or other people will find my podcast because of this, because this is like, uh, I have big mom of the lesbian who's trying to have a baby with her lesbian partner and they're doing IUIs and they don't know if they're doing IVFs and they need money. And like, I have to say that, um, everybody, most people that listen to this podcast know that I was trying to have a baby and I still am. I'm doing a surrogate and, uh, that's in the bag and everything's okay. So I'm not getting pregnant myself anymore, but I tried for a while and I did IUIs and I did IVFs and I did things very, you know, out of the box and different. Uh, some people say dysfunctional. I say unconventional. I'm an unconventional person. Um, and I like to do things in a different way. Um, here's two lesbians doing something unconventional too. I think, I don't think it's unconventional. I mean, I think it's like whatever you want to do, whatever, but other people do. But really what this is about is like IUIs, IVFs, trying to have a baby and, uh, how that works. So a lot of the guys that listen to my podcast might not want to listen, but, I don't know. I thought it'd be interesting because I actually do this podcast so I could actually help people and I think that I could help them because I've been there, done that, 
And that's the deal. And so hopefully other women actually find this podcast because they go Googling and they're looking, you know, for information about this because this will be very informative to that type of person. Or if you're a guy and you're married to a woman and you guys are trying to have a baby and you're doing IUI, IVF, this is always good too. I feel like so many people don't really like to talk about this. They don't talk about it. Um, They sort of hide it from everybody because people are embarrassed or I don't know what it is. I don't really hide anything. So, you know, I'm always, I always think it's great to talk about things and make other people understand that, you know, everything's okay. And, you know, there's other people like you out there. Okay. So anyway, I'll be right back with Big Mama the Lesbian. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Big Mama. Am I on the phone with Big Mama? Is this Big Mama? <laughs> I like that this name. Is Big Mama. Big Mama. So listen, Big Mama, I was just explaining to my callers beforehand. I read them your email. And um, I explained that I had posted. Normally I post ads, just so you know, on Craigslist in the personals department. So I get all kinds of crazy people with crazy um, sort of sexual problems. But um, you found my ad in the regular section because I just wanted to test that out and see what who I would find. And it turns out that you have an exact problem that I was actually dealing with. You're a lesbian. Mm-hmm. So you're, I'm going to call you Big Mama the lesbian, right? And you and your partner. Okay, fine. <laughs> what? Big I Mama said that's the, fine. Big Mama the My lesbian. My new orange is the black name. Yeah, orange is black. <laughs> yes. Big Mama the lesbian is trying to get pregnant with your partner. Are you married? Uh, we are not married yet, but we've been together 11 years. It'll be 12 in April. So it feels like a marriage, but it will be official um, uh, so I could be skinny mama, uh, that, that's when it will happen. So hopefully you another think, year. You think getting married will make you skinny? Uh, no, no. I mean, obviously I would like to be thinner just for pictures, but I mean, oh. I don't care. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. So you call yourself big mama cause you're a big girl. No, I've called myself big mama because I want to be a mommy. <laughs> so big oh. mommy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like baby bump, big mama. Yeah. So oh, you're big baby uh, mama. Yeah, but uh, my partner's the one that's been going at first because she's older than me. She's 44. She just turned 44, and I'm 42. Um, even though my eggs are younger, she wanted to try, and since she's the one that makes uh, – it's her insurance, and uh, she makes pretty much – well, I don't know. Not anymore. I mean, I actually – I've been making a little bit more lately than her, but um, – are you trying to say she's the man in the relationship? She wants to go first, and I think it's fine because she's older, so whatever. Who's the man in your guys' relationship? Her? Uh, neither. Uh, I, I, we don't have a butch femme relationship. Which is, we're just two normal-looking women who uh, happen to be lesbians. Right. So you're trying to yep. have a baby, right? And you were on Craigslist. Um, what did she try? She tried what, – what did you say she tried? IUIs, right? She, we've done, we've only done IUIs. We didn't even mess with just regular, um, I don't even, what's the other one? Just vaginal. We did. Uh, well, there's a inner. lesbian kit, by the way. I mean, listen, I've tried it all. I, um, 
and I've done IUIs, I've done IVF. And there is, when I first started out trying to get pregnant, I was doing it with a guy friend of mine. Uh, we weren't married, but we were, and at some point we started, we were having sex and then I cut him off because everything got really complicated. And when I didn't want to have sex with him, but I still wanted to get pregnant, um, in between the IUIs, which is the artificial insemination, if people don't know what that is, they gave us this kit. We called it the lesbian kit. It was like a turkey baster where you could put like jizz inside of it and then you stick it up there and you squeeze it in and you get it like you know have you guys ever thought of like just doing that like either purchasing the just the vial of sperm yourself and then doing it at home with the turkey baster method or getting a guy friend of yours to give you the sperm put it in and you know what I mean instead of having even to buy the vial yeah um I know that there are a lot of people who uh, have done that in the community are, um, oh, God, I, I should not be saying her name. Can you add that out? I'll delete her name out. Yeah, that's totally fine. I'll no, we'll do, we'll do, I'll delete her name out. No problem. We'll call her Big okay. Mama. I'll just call two. her my partner. Yeah, your partner. Um, yeah, my partner um, and I. So can you rephrase the question? I'm sorry. I got distracted with everything. That just I happened. wanted to know if you guys have ever thought of using a guy. I mean, because I know it gets very expensive. I was very lucky. You know, I had all these issues with having my friend's baby and all this stuff, but I never had the money problems because I was always financially okay. And I know that financially it becomes a, it's a huge burden. I feel so sorry for people because doing all that stuff is so expensive, even IUIs, you know, and that's the lower end of things. Once you get into IVF, it's even more expensive. So I was wondering, because once I went to a sperm donor bank, it's right up the street from my house. So that's where I would go and get my sperm donors stuff. After I stopped doing it with my friend, I was doing it with a sperm donor as well. So I found a sperm donor. And one day when I went there to purchase another vial, I saw like a really hot guy sitting in the lobby area where I was and he was very young. And I was thinking to myself, like, I should just offer him, you know, 500 bucks to fuck me in the bathroom because this guy's probably getting a buck 25 to jerk off in there. Right. I'm like having right. to spend 20,000 to do IVF with that jizz and I'm paying 500 for a vial. Like, why don't I just, you know, cut out the middleman and just do it? So I'm wondering if you guys have ever that's my long winded way of saying have you guys ever thought of like getting a dude involved that you either know or don't know and sort of getting and doing it on the cheap that way? No, um, I know people do that, but um, my partner and I have uh, just a set of uh, just our moral compass and our values don't allow us to even be open to that. Um, I personally wanted to be open to at least maybe having Okay, no, we're not going to go to a bar and pick up some guy and just Right, do she's not going to fuck a guy. <laughs> no, she won't no, have sex with a guy. Would be cheating. Right. And even though we're in a relationship and some to me that that I mean, what's the point of being with her at that point? Um, you know, putting getting somebody to, you know, finding a friend, I can understand that more and saying, "Look, we're going to pay for you to go to UCLA or, you know, get your sperm taken out and then we're going to use it and sign a contract." That's different, but Right. Um, you know, actually having sex with somebody, there's you don't need to have sex with somebody. Right. No, no, to, no. I'm, I'm saying I'm trying to create a family, not a problem. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that's just for us. Absolutely. No, 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 no. Um, I'm talking about bringing the friend. friend over. I actually had a friend that I uh, was very interested in uh, possibly using, even though he's not, you know, French or German uh, mm -hmm. and doesn't have the same genetic, you know, makeup is you know essentially as we do background uh -huh. ethnic background um a race whatever you want you know what i'm trying to say um 
But he's a good guy, and he has the same value system as we do. And and both my partner and I have an extraordinary relationship with our fathers. So we and we love and appreciate men, and we know the value of a father and a child's life. Now, what I'm saying is not actually politically correct in the lesbian community, but I mean it is what it is. You are raising a child without a father, and you can say single mothers do it or whatever, but we're consciously choosing to bring this child into the world knowing that they will not know somebody so or have a, a father. So for us, it was hard, and because we're both Christian, we were conflicted. And so we decided to go for a donor that was willing to meet the child at 18. Also, course, there's the yeah. fact that you don't know what kind of kid you're going to have. What if you need bone marrow? Or um, I also think oh that... Um, no, I also think that... Sorry. Um, it's okay. I could delete that. I just heard some music, but that wasn't a big deal. I also think I need that... I to shut that down. Hang on. Okay. I also um, think that it's important to allow your kid, you know, if that, that kid ever wants to go meet that person or see that person or know that person to leave that open. I think it's a little claustrophobic to, like, sort of shut that down. I know that you could buy sperm where people are anonymous, or you could, you know, it's a little bit more expensive to buy people that are open to meeting that child or that person could go look for who that person is. So I purchased that kind of sperm too. <laughs> because you want yeah, your kid I to want know the, the kid genetics. I have every option. I'm not trying to deny our child. But what um, I want to know is are you going to bring uh, anything? And I know. Can you hear you me? Never know Excuse what me. What if you need a bone marrow for God's sake? Excuse no, me. how are you going to. Excuse me. You know. Excuse me. Can you. Are you. Am I on mute? Can you hear me? <laughs> no, can, I can totally hear you. Why? What's wrong? Oh, okay. No, I was just trying to cut you off while you were talking. <laughs> I know no, that that's not good as a host. Sorry. Sorry. Who's rude, me or you? I don't know. Um, no, I think that I'm just saying what I asked you the question was about, not about your Christian and all that stuff. I, I get that. It's more about were you, are you willing to do the thing with the friend? Because I know that you said your oh. problem is you can't afford all these treatments and the sperm and all that stuff, and that's where you're kind of at. So I'm wondering, is it an option for you to bring in that guy, not to fuck him, but your friend, you know, and sort right. of have him jizz. He could just jizz in your house, I think. And, like, you put it in a cup, and then you put it in this turkey baster, and you just put it inside your partner. No, I know what you're saying. And, and no, the answer, my partner was not open to that. She's like, I'm not interested. It gets complicated when you know somebody. What if he wants custody later? I'm not trying to. I think so. I, I agree with that. That's a little, like, iffy, depending on, like, who that person is. You'd have to really. Yeah, and he's a close friend. So, I mean, basically we have a kid, you're going to tell me you're going to see your son and daughter, you know, and, and you're going to have a relationship with them, but they're not going to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, what it's it, complicated. It's very complicated then. And so she said, let's avoid that. Just get a sperm donor that's open. And, and so that's what we're doing. And even though it's, I wouldn't say we can't afford it because I'm working really hard to get to afford it. What do you it. do? And what does she do? You um, said she's well, 44. I, I, One, like, sec- One more second. She's 44. How old are you again? Uh, I'm 42. So you're 42. She's 44. Yeah, I got to tell you, as a 45-year-old that started when I was 42, I'm in the 40s. Every year it goes down. She's like at almost like, it's like maybe she has a 5% chance. And in a year, it's going to be like 1%. So you're going to have to take over with those eggs pretty soon. But she's got to get on it. But you told me like where you're at right now is, are are you going to do IUI? Or you need more money? Or like, are you setting up to do another series of something yeah i'm gonna pay for um the next round of iuis and honestly i've been trying to talk her into just doing ivf i feel like it 
it's almost like, you know, look, we tried twice. I under, And I felt like, you know, why go straight to IVF? We haven't even tried an IUI. But now we've done two. We've done hormone shots with the second round, uh, you know, for her. And I'm just like, what? let's not – I don't even want to say, like, you know, it's not like I'm giving up because I know it's pretty common not to get pregnant right away. But, uh, you know, let's just She's do IVF get it over with and know that we're putting an embryo, a literally an, a live embryo in you. So – if we already know we're pregnant with the embryo, then, you know, all we have to do is wait for it to really just attach and grow. So that seems pretty much more, I mean, just successful than just basically playing lawn darts and hoping that you get the right, you know, you know. Yeah, getting you're getting like, just so you know, you probably have the same chances at 44. She probably has the same percentage chance of getting pregnant with an IUI or IVF. But the thing with the IVF that I always felt when I started doing that is it's like you, I don't care that they give you the same percentage. You're literally putting, like you say, an embryo. You just need it to implant, you know, and sort of stick. And then you have to hope that, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into that because of the age, you know. Um, Have you ever thought of getting your eggs? Because you have 15,000 for an IVF, right? Have you ever thought of getting your like how does it work with partners like i mean have you guys like did you guys decide that the baby would be hers and then you're going to do one with yours or like how did it decide how do you guys decide that she would be the person with the genetic you know link to the child and not you good news strictly anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show so if you lead an interesting naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous if you're out and proud that's cool too send me an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com that's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to my website strictly anonymous podcast dot com and click on be on the show if you have a short confession that you want to get off your back call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579 that's 347-420-3579 you could call that number 24 7 i change all the voices on the confessions too so you remain anonymous the number the website and the email address will all be in the description No, we're both going to have, I want my own children. I mean, I not that her, God, that sounds horrible, but I wanted yeah, my own biological. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does sound horrible, but I wanted to give birth to my own biological ch- children. I, I mean, I would love to have four kids, but I mean, whatever, you know, living in LA and yeah, well, two kids is going to have to suffice. One of hers and one of mine, uh, biologically are birth, you know, our children. So, um, maybe I can get to, away with two kids so we can have three. But, um, yeah, I plan on having either giving birth to it. I found out that I could because I've had spinal surgery, and the doctor said I could give uh, birth vaginally. So um, I think that I should still have a C-section, but that's just me um, because I have a fusion. So um, I'm a little skeptical about that. But who knows? Um, I was given the okay, so we'll see. But you're but 42. Have these. you guys ever thought of, like, trying to get pregnant at the same time? Like, because you're, like, I, I did ta- think of that, and then yeah. I thought, God, what if we are pregnant at the same time? And then we have to deal with the fact that who's going to help anybody when we're both, like, you know, miserable and, you know. Right. Big, so. Right. But what I, about getting I, your eggs removed now because you're way young? Because I'm going to tell you, 
in your 40s, you know, your eggs that each year, it's like cat years. Each year is like, you know, you go your chances and your like the healthiness of your like it goes down really drastically. So your eggs this year, you know, as opposed to next year is there's a very big difference. So if you wait a year for her to get pregnant, she might not even because she's way older than you and her chances are very slim. You could be letting, you know, those good because what happens when you get older, it's not that you don't have good eggs. It's that like one in 10 or one in 20 are good. So you have to be there when the right one drops. And, you know, that could take a really long time. A lot of people that I know at my age that were doing IVF were getting pregnant between six and 10 times, okay, of IVFs. I just wasn't going to put my body through that because IVF is very hardcore. The drugs that you take, it's not just the hormones. There's a lot of drugs you take after retrieval. It's just a whole process. It's amazing, and I love doing it, but it really fucks with your hormones, and it I'm still not normal, and I haven't done one since um, April. It'll probably take me a year to two years for my body to get me totally back to healthy. What do I you did, mean normal? What do you mean by that? Normal. I mean, it fucks your hormones up. I mean, you're taking a lot of drugs. They're basically like shutting down your pituitary and taking control of your body, so you know, you can't keep shut your pituitary and turn it back on. You know, I did three, I, I did four IVFs. One was was converted to an IUI because I got a lead follicle, so it didn't go through, but I did a lot of those drugs. I got pregnant on one, and that's why I did the second one after, but um, it was, it just fucks with your body. It's, it's a hardcore stuff that they're doing, and it's amazing, and I, I'm glad that I tried it, and I did it. Um, but I wasn't willing to do six to 10, but like, I, I just couldn't do any more. It was just so much drugs and such a harsh effect on my body. Like your hair gets messed up. You lose hair, your hair gets dry, your hormones get, you start having like hot flashes when you get your period. Like you're just, I'm still not normal. Like I said, and you know, um, it does a number on your skin. It's like, because it's, uh, it's major what they're doing. It's a major miracle what they're doing, but it's also like, you know, it's a harsh, and when you're older and your hormones are a little fucked up too, so it's it's a, it's a lot. So it takes it could take a long time the older that you get. I mean, eventually you could get pregnant. Like I said, I've heard one lady at 44, 45 got pregnant after 11 IVFs or after six or after seven. You know, um, so it's it's a lot. But for you, before you get to that point, because you know, because she could try for a year. At that point, you're 43, going on 44, and then you're going to be in her same position. Right. You should get your eggs out now. It's a very simple process. No, I agree with you. I um and make I do embryos, agree with you, I, but I'm also freaked out. But when you tell me that you're not even normal yet, and that would mean no. for egg retrieval that I would have to go through all of that. Yeah, but it's only like, one time, Big Mama. You're doing it once. I did it four times. Plus, I did IOS. One time, you'll be you. I swear to you, after one time, it'll take three months to get back to normal. Okay, so I won't have the same because I don't want that. No, and they had me on something called Lupron. Like I did like max doses because I was trying to get pregnant at the time. You're just, what they would do with you is they would take out your eggs and then they'd make you, because you have the donor sperm, you want to freeze embryos. You don't want to freeze eggs. So you make an embryo, you freeze that embryo. And then what they could do with frozen embryos, if you pay a couple thousand dollars, it's actually very good though. They could test all of them to see if they're chromosomally okay, which means that, you know, you don't have to go. The, the, the worst part about IVF or even IUI is the process of like trying and putting all of your shit in and then not getting pregnant and not knowing, you know, they put that embryo in. they can't, 
they'll give you a grading. It's very interesting. Like I would love to, I wish like, you know, I I do everything anonymously. So, you know, I can't show you the things that I have and you don't know who I am and I don't know who you are. Nobody really fucking cares, but it's really great because they give you pictures of your embryos when you, and they rate them and you get gradings and they have certain cells and stuff. So sometimes you could kind of have a gauge of like whether this one's going to be healthy or not, but you really don't know Uh unless it attaches and turns into a baby or not. There's so many factors that go into it, but when you have a frozen embryo, you can send it for testing and find out if it's genetically okay instead of having to put it in and then either you get pregnant and you have a chemical pregnancy or a miscarriage or, you know, it goes to fruition. And, you know, not a lot of those eggs will make it to a healthy baby when you're in your 40s. People have a very, like, skewed idea of it. I did too until I got into it and started trying and then met other women that were and just, like, you know, it's not as easy as you think, and time know, is and of essence. I very, like, doom and terror, and it's like, well, what, you know, I don't want to hear, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, it, I get it, It's it, you know, but at the same time, it's like, they should be uh, slightly encouraging. I mean, my doctor did say, you know, I, you, I had, there's a doctor that just gave birth to, she was 47, naturally, and then my friend had, her mother was going through menopause and had half of an ovary and only one half working the other one was gone and she still gave birth to a healthy child and she was 50 so you just never know i mean i feel like the baby's going to come when it comes like you know totally. i just feel like you, you have know, to adopt says, that idea to happen i don't know when but i know that we'll have children i know i will right so. you have to have that idea for me what was really great for me and what i'm glad because i saw a lot of other people that are going through what i was going through and they weren't able to sort of adjust and take on um, a difference or decide to do things differently for me I every step of the way had to sort of give up my game plan and my idea of how things were going to go and completely sort of wrap my head around a totally different way of doing things and then be okay with that and take a whole new path and that's just what I've had to go through and I'm glad that I was open to those things because some people aren't and I totally respect that some people don't want to do donor eggs or they don't want to do donor sperm or you know um, and so then if they get to a point like it could they could get to a dead end for me you know any of that stuff didn't matter so I had to give up the idea of having my friend you know a a father for my baby and then I had to give up having my own genetics and I've gotten nasty emails from callers saying like you're ridiculous for having a baby the way you're doing it whatever I could care less what they have to say Um, whatever you know they can it's not their family, so, you know. No, and you. I chose to do this podcast because I always think, like, sometimes a lot of my stuff that I do and people call in, it's just, like, crazy sex stories. I don't know if you checked out my podcast, but if you look at the titles, it's, like, stuff that's not like this. But I like this because I think so many women don't talk about it. So many women are doing it. And it's not just, oh, someone like you, like a lesbian couple that is very different and a lot of people are judgmental. Oh, no, people we meet in the wedding room are heterosexual couples. That's what I'm saying. Those people that I I feel so bad for those couples because so many of them don't want to oh, talk friend, about it. Not to cut you off, but my friend, um, her, she, I didn't know this. She told me that she has one child and she goes, it took forever. And she goes, I didn't, she didn't know her husband when she married him. He, when it's 10, got something happened to him in an accident and his nuts got crushed or something when he was a 10 year old. And um, anyway, the point is he had an accident to his testicles and it screwed up his sperm Uh and it was his sperm that was the problem. And she had to go through the hell of trying to get pregnant. She said, I'm done. I have to accept that I have one child. She's like, it is so painful. We love our daughter so much. We want to give her a sibling, but 
what can I do? His sperm is just like a crapshoot. It's just like you don't know. So what is she doing? And she's like, and I just can't take the drugs anymore. She's done several, several rounds but of what, IVF. So wait, so. what was what was her choice? After, so she's not doing the IVF. So she's not having the baby at all or using donor sperm? She said sperm? she's done. She has a daughter that's four with him. Oh, so um, right. She total. said that they kept trying to give her a sibling, you know, her mm-hmm. daughter. Uh-huh. And also they wanted another child. But... It was his sperm. She goes, it's his sperm. It's his issue. But my body is the one that's going through hell with the hormones and the shots and the drugs. And she's like, I can't take it anymore. And she's no, like, as much yeah, as I bad. want this child. And she was sobbing. She she was just everything. Well, not sobbing. She, you could tell she was fighting back tears. Her eyes were rolling up. Like, it was very traumatic for her. She's like, but I have to focus on the child that God gave me. And I'm so grateful but she's like, I just wanted to create another life for my daughter so she wasn't alone in this world when we're gone, that she yeah. had a sibling. I had a friend who was like, you know, I met a lot of people through when I was doing IVF and I heard all kinds of stories. And like I said, I had a friend who had a baby and was looking for, you know, really wanted a girl. She had a boy, really wanted a, you mm-hmm. know, and um, it just wasn't happening. And she, and she was older and I lost touch with her because when I, you know, I'm doing a surrogate now and I'm doing... Donor eggs and donor sperms. Basically, I'm adopting a baby uh, with someone else, and I'm sure people are going to write in and are just horrified by what I'm doing. But I think you know more what? you got to do people... what you got to do. And the paper, and I heard trying to adopt is an, a process in itself that we have. I am not trying to even go down that road right now. I just, um, it's very well. I can't it's even cheap. imagine. Well, it takes like five years. Um, they won't like you know they won't give me a baby. Like I mean, my friends, I have friends in New York City, single women who have looked into adopting, and uh, you can't get a a baby here, and you got to go someplace like third world country, and it takes like five years, and you don't even get a newborn. You get like a three year old. I mean, you're bottom of the barrel when you're a single woman. Nobody wants to give you a baby, so. You know, I'm lucky to be financially able to do it the way that I'm doing it so I can still have my baby. And I also think with adopting, it's really hard. I think attachment issues for children um, are sort of established very early Oh, I on. agree. There's a, it's interesting that you mentioned that. My, uh, he's 50-something years old. My good friend, uh, her mother got pregnant and, had, and was married when she was a teenager, uh, like 17 or something, had three kids with an abusive relationship, and her parents were... Wealthy, and they said because it was a different time. This is uh-huh. my friend's mother, right? And she made her give up the kids. They said either we, you give up these kids, or we are going to not be helping you in any form. You won't have a relationship with us. So she left the guy that was abusive to her, with the father of these children, and gave three boys away. And so his parents, his grandparents, the father, the biological father's grandparents raise these boys. Now, two of them are strung out on drugs, and the other one is successful, but now he's um, battling with suicide, mm-hmm. and he's out. This just happened a few days ago, and because his um, mother remarried and had um, two other kids, so she gave birth to five kids total, and those two kids, um, her daughter is my friend. Now, the mother's passed on. She died of cancer, and oh my God, the story my, gets worse and worse. <laughs> I know, but my friend just got married. And what my point is, is that he was given away at three. And his message, he said, 
if I can't get my mother to see me as worthy and love me and keep me, how can I find real? He does not think he's worthy of love. He's 50-something years old, and he has two daughters, and he's out here. He left, walked his job, literally Friday, left his job in Minnesota, came out here and no, told nobody and texted my friend and said, I don't even want to live. I, mean, I don't even understand, and it all stems from his childhood. Yeah, totally. He's a grown but even man three, struggling with, that's with three abandonment years. issues. Right, but it could happen in three months. Like when you're an infant, those very, very, very early, early, I mean, three years is really fucked up. But when you're an infant, three months of not having contact with a, a, a parent or, you know, that, that one person, that kind of attachment that you need at that age could fuck sure. you up for life. So, I mean, for me, I want my baby to be with me from the minute that baby comes out so that I know that I could raise that baby and make it healthy and secure and happy and give it the life that I didn't have because I had two parents and they didn't fucking attach to me properly. So I'm a mental person when it comes to love and attachment. Because of that, it's very important. So, right. I, you know, anyone that wants to write in and talk because you guys are lesbians and it's wrong and there's no father and I'm crazy because I'm a single woman. It's like I can't tell you how many people I know that were raised by a mother and a father and they're the most fucked up people because it didn't really work so I think you know listen parents could come and I know that you say that you guys are not giving your child a dad but your child will have two moms or two people in their life to to love I mean for me I don't know and they'll have our fathers and they'll have good male role models and we're definitely and then at the end of the day when they become 18 and it's not our choice it's just a um Sperm bank's decision at 18, they can reach out to the, their biological father. And I plan on showing our children their biological father's photo and talking about them because I would not have this child without this donor's help. Did you so get for me, adult I don't pictures? feel like I need to hide it. I want to celebrate it, and I want them to know there is somebody out there that wants to meet you. They didn't have to meet you, but they want to. Right. And knowing that somebody cares enough to donate and also still want to be you know, acknowledge you and have a relationship with you at 18 is something they can look forward to. Uh-huh. And I would never choose an anonymous donor. I think it's did selfish, you guys get, did you? I thought the whole picking, I mean, I don't know, this whole process for me has been so fascinating, but I'm just fascinated by everything. So when I had to wrap my head around donor sperm and everything, it was horrifying at first, but then it became interesting. And it's like, what people don't understand is you get like all this information from the person. I know the sperm donor bank that I went to, I only got baby pictures. Did you get adult pictures or just baby pictures? Of oh, you we got an adult. Oh, yes. We have an adult picture. Oh, really? Um, we didn't get a baby picture. We have an adult picture, which was freaking great. Because let's be honest. I mean, All babies are a, a cute. baby can be cute, but an adult can be nasty. So you don't know, or bald, or whatever. Right. Is your guy, you what was decide, important you know, to you guys? You know, I'm sorry? What was important to you guys? As An far adult as what, photo? Is that no, what you're asking? What, or, no, oh, what oh, would, you mean genetically? I mean, for me, certain things, like, I felt very, it's like, you you feel really weird about yourself when you start looking for things like that because I feel it like, oh, weird. my God, it I'm so surreal. shallow. So checking yeah. things off. It's like I'm ordering and designing a child. It's no, it's not about bizarre. that, but didn't you feel, I felt like, oh my God, I'm so fucking shallow. I'd be like, oh my God, this guy has a big nose or this was not tall enough. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for I'm... sure, for sure. This guy that we ended up choosing uh, had a little bit of thinning hair and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and my partner's like, he has beautiful skin. He has full lips. He's French and he's German and Norwegian. He has green eyes like you. 
He has uh, 800 on his math score. There's no dementia, no diabetes in his family. The only person that died of anything was skin cancer. That could be anything. You know, I'm like, we have a really, who cares if his hair is thin? Uh, it's not on my side and it's not on your side. So, I mean, the kid's going to be fine. Right. And exactly. if worse comes to worse, we can buy him plugs if it came down to that. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but I know a guy. Like, uh... The guy is gorgeous and he's, um, you know, uh, we have a, an adult photo and it's so great because he has perfect teeth. He has a nice body and, uh, you know, he's got some de- definition and, and the other guy was good looking too, but this guy had actually like a kindness in his eyes and his, he was exuding light and there was just a good energy about him. And what do you do and, for a living? Uh, he, you didn't answer me before. Uh, I need to know what do you do for a living? You sound very religious. Are you very religious? Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't say religious, but I was, I got, I'm Christian and I love God, but, um, what do you do for a living? I'm, I'm an entertainer and I'm also, uh, finishing my degree and communications as well as becoming, I had to end up driving for Uber and Lyft. So, um, I do that as well. So I do stand up. You do because everyone knows Because my partner wanted me to finish my degree because we're going to have kids. Uh, she wanted some sort of security. I'm like, great, I'll finish my degree, and it'll say I can memorize things for four years. You're you're welcome. What are you going to? <laughs> de- what are you getting a degree in? Communications. Communications at UCLA. Okay, so wait, you're draw you drive people. I like this is actually even more interesting to me because well, I unfortunately I know all about your IVF and IU. I think because I lived it for two years, and we could get back to that. But you're an Uber Lyft driver, like so. Those people that pick me up are just regular people. Like they hire like, like anyone could be a Uber Lyft driver. Well, it depends. Uh, Uber actually has different tiers. Uh, there's an Uber SUV and there's Uber Black Car. Those people tend to be. Um, Hired by them. Uh, cab drivers that switched over. Right. Um, although Uber X, anybody can drive as long as you're 23 and over. Mm-hmm. And same with Lyft. You have to be 23 and over. You have to have a valid driver's license. Um, and, uh, yeah, they do. They, you do a background check, and um, you watch the videos. They, you got to get your car checked out. Your car has to be 2004 or newer. Uh-huh. Uh, can't have body damage on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then you take it. Yeah, it has to be clean all the time. And you, they suggest, they can't make you, uh, that you always offer your guests something. So what I used mean? to have, What do you mean? Well, like if I picked you up in the morning, I used to give donuts away. I would go to, you know, Stan's Donuts at UCLA and I'd pick up a dozen and I'd have a mix, you know, mix match and, and we'd offer them, but the problem is, is I started eating them and I'm like, I'm never going to get ready for this wedding or this kid if I keep eating the sugar. So, uh, oh, you were I, eating them. You started I would them. be like, I got it for you, 12 for me. Like, it was bad. <laughs> One for you, 14 for me. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to stay fat if I don't change. So I just started going to Costco and buying water. And I would just put um, fur size uh, sports bottle tops, um, arrowhead water in my car. It used to give smart water away, but that was a bit more getting expensive. I can write it off. You write everything off um, because they don't take taxes out. So you have to save your receipts. And you have oh, to write your wait a second. Down. Now I realize me and this guy went to a Yankee game and we got a ride home from somebody and he had a whole boombox in there with all kinds of tunes. And he was definitely like 
pitching to us like what kind of music we like he's gonna play he's like a fucking dj in the car and maybe that was like his uber move like he like uber said yeah. offer something and he's like oh i'm gonna offer music i'm sorry but i would never take a donut from a stranger i mean i was weird like well, that i think people i know what you're saying but all lyft and uber drivers have to have background checks um, I don't give a shit. It, when I was there's accountability, unlike a cat, well, you care. get into a cat. I mean, I heard of a woman. Uh, I had two people who had taken over with me. Her friend was in New York. She was um, shit faced, drunk, leaving a club. The cab. She got into a cab. The cab drove to an alley and tried to rape her. She escaped. Now, here's the thing that scares me about that story. He obviously felt comfortable and was successful before to do that. Two, when you're dealing with cabbies, you have how are you going to get their name? Their name is usually this long foreign name. It's on the badge in front. How are you going to get that? Plus, you're drunk. At least with Uber and Lyft, it's in your phone. You know who drove you. The entire thing is tracked. If you leave something in an Uber or a Lyft, you're going to get your stuff back. I had somebody leave weed in my car, and I found it, and I knew who it was. I drove back to where I dropped them off, and I gave them their weed back. They couldn't that even believe was nice. it. nice. Well, I mean, what am I going to do with it? You know, I mean, well, obviously, but I mean, whatever. I'm trying to have a kid. I'm going to try to smoke weed. So right. I gave him the weed. And then the other thing is, is that Did he give even, you a tip? Did he like, was he, he must have been uh, so No, grateful. he didn't. He gave me a high five. <laughs> oh, that's such a, that's such and a weed head thing I, I, to I do. I need a tip. You know, sometimes people are, um, I think he was more shocked than anything and caught off guard that I Wait did that. Wait a second. You don't get tipped by people? You get tipped by people, don't you? I do not get tipped by Uber people. I do get tipped by, uh, sometimes people give me a cash tip, but usually no. It's The whole thing is cashless, uh, and it's safer. Um, the entire thing's tracked. and How do like you get I said, paid? So That's why I do it. As a woman, I would never drive it for a cab because you're picking up randoms. And even though I don't know you, there is accountability because they have, they have your, your credit, credit card. card. They have a Lyft. They have your Facebook account. Like, they know who you are. Right, I signed up for Lyft. If you're dumb Lyft. enough to do something, right. you are going to jail. And, and if, if I'm you're dumb poisoning, enough to do something, if the you're driver, poisoning, they're going to jail. If you're it's poisoning, in your shut phone. up! Every, my picture is in your phone. So... Uh, they know who, you, you know, no way. It's the safest thing you could do. And it's always 33% cheaper. And it's a game changer. Hey, Big Google Mama. Google invested in Big Uber. Mama. They're about to release driverless cars. Big Mama. Yeah, I'm personally, anyway. Big uh, Mama. Talk about this all can day. I ask you a question, yeah. Big Mama? Is your yes. girl, is your partner a deaf mute? <laughs> is she very quiet? She's deaf because, mute? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I'm loud? No, because you talked and I tried to interrupt you or get a word in address and it is literally like I'm on fucking mute the whole time. <laughs> you, I mean, is she like, is she, I'm sorry, I think the only way you could be dating someone for 11 years is if she's your polar opposite. She cannot have, like, she's no, she's no big mama. She's one big quiet mama. There's no way. She is a quiet mama and she is an over it mama sometimes. So. I mean, oh my God. You just go on and on with no, and I'm sitting here trying to interrupt because I'm a good interrupter. <laughs> Let me tell you, you're pretty fierce. I give you credit. I, if you were here, I'd fucking high five you because most people I could sort of forcefully interject myself into their conversation or get them to stop talking because I'm like irritating like that. But not you. You take the fucking cake. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's like Robin Williams. You can't get an edge word in edgewise in his interviews. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Uber, Lyft. What does she do for a living? 
Uh, she's senior payroll specialist. So she's an uh, accountant. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's she's quiet, no personality. You have all the she's personality. She's all about the, the money. She's all about organization, and she's not quiet. I mean, she's definitely not quiet. I mean, I'm a sad. She's a Leo. She's definitely she's got an opinion. Believe me. Right. Um, and she may be the quieter one in public because I have a huge personality, obviously. But she um, she's definitely charismatic, and she has an, a voice, and she's. She's definitely controlling sometimes. So. <laughs> right. Well, it seems like maybe you need that a little bit, right? I mean, you have to. You That's can't... what she feels like. She goes, you've turned me into this. I said, no, it's always been there. It's just being revealed to you now. <laughs> right. So. Totally. A lot of guys, like, I mean, for me, because I have a very strong personality, too. Like, I was just telling this guy that I was dating today, like, you know, a lot of guys come in and they say that they like me, but really when they get in, they want to, you know, push me down and make me smaller. Like, they say they like me, but not really. What they want to do is control me and change me. You know what I mean? And so because they sort of see yeah. me and they're like, oh, no, you're not. So, you know, it's very rare that I get the guy that's like, oh, I fucking like you like that. And you could stay that way, you know. But that's still need. You still need, as women like us, like big, loud, you know, you still need to be tempered a bit. So I think it is good to have someone that's not someone that's trying to put your fire out or shut you down but somebody that is trying to sort of temper you a little bit you know yeah like the marianne williamson says like you just don't do, there's this really great quote about like you know you never do any one any good by shrinking yourself to make other people feel secure around you you know and i think unfortunately a lot of women do you're not shrinking yourself on this call i feel like we went away from the topic that we were talking about like what is your problem again like you don't have money to do it or you don't know what to do next i don't even know if i, well, have I think to do the with problem, problem is well part of me is like maybe it's this guy's sperm i'm wondering if we need to get a sperm donor that's already had a baby with somebody because they show that on some of the things that's what i was wondering Oh, well, they have, well, no, you get a count. When you do an IUI or not, like, you do a count. And when you do IVF, they're only taking one sperm and they take the best one. So you don't have to worry about the jizz with IVF. They literally, they take one. Uh, and there's, like, millions. There's, like, I don't know, sperm is so ineffective. But then oh, I was, no, like. we did IUI. We haven't done IVF. Okay, well, That's what, what was, I mean. But what was the IUI count? They always give you a washdown count after it's washed. I actually don't know the count, and I didn't know to ask. So, um. Yeah, you should ask for the, the count. The whole process is, like, um. I mean, I had a friend that went through this, and she's been kind of navigating me, but it's been, um, like, there's certain things that come up. I'm like, why didn't I ask that? I didn't know that, uh, you know? I, know. So I wish I, I could be, like, somebody for people like that because I've been through so much. And that's uh, that's actually how I made so many friends with IVF after because people that I found out that were doing it, I become, like, a person that really sort of they confide in because people don't like to talk about it with other people. Nobody, it's just everyone's big fucking secret. Whenever you see people walking on the street with fraternal twins, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, they probably did IVF <laughs> because a lot of people get twins, but they don't get identical, right, because you're getting two separate embryos. That's a very big IVF thing. But nobody talks about it, and I'm very open. That's why I wanted to do this call with you because I think it's, like, something that a lot of people do. You know, it's either you're the person person that could get pregnant on the first fucking try or you're the person that has issues and it takes you you know a couple of years some people you know and there's like there's there's you know you're either in one of those groups you know I was in one of the group where it takes you a long time and uh but I feel like that's okay like it's not a bad thing people are so embarrassed they don't like to talk about it for some reason especially women I have this one girlfriend who I met and we have mutual friends and she doesn't want to you know she had a baby shower recently and it was like this whole big drama about like what I'm gonna how I'm gonna say that I met 
her and what you know because all my other the other our mutual friends know that I'm doing IVF because I was very open about it but she didn't want to be and I don't understand why I guess people see it as a flaw or something I don't know but uh I, I never do I just see it I see it as an opportunity that most people wouldn't have otherwise yeah and just the way that it is it. I just want to move forward yeah, some people think, like, I'm not one of those people that think, like, oh, if something's difficult, it means it's not meant to be. So a lot of people use, that's why I asked you if you're religious before, because sometimes people use religion in a way, or God in a way, where they say, oh, you know, this is difficult, or it doesn't seem to be, so it must not be meant to be. And I think that's kind of bullshit, and especially if you're going to be um, spiritual or look at it, you could look at it as, like, you know, anything that's ever anyone ever does in life especially people that are hugely successful they hit tons of roadblocks but you keep going that's the difference between people that are successful and people that aren't you know what i mean you just never quit so i just don't yeah, think i'm not that... gonna blame god god will give you the desires of your no, heart you no. just have to it's not that action. people blame god or some people use it and say oh you know this wasn't meant to be because it's not working out so i shouldn't try and if like you know it's like not divine kind of thing which is like bullshit maybe you're just right. being taught to sort of learn the lesson of like you know sort of moving forward and trusting that things are going to work out and and going through the hurdles that you have to and uh whatever that is you know in whatever way whether you're a single woman a lesbian couple uh you know a regular heterosexual couple i mean anyone could fuck up anybody it uh, to me it's more about the person and you know how evolved they are when they're having their baby as opposed to what sort of setup they have you know i'm yeah, more open -minded. i tell my partner all the time to stop stressing out and stop trying to you know about i'm like you need thing? to think and i try to tell her to think positive and to visualize the child and her and her uterus and and to talk out loud because I believe that there's that, that there is I mean we even prayed over the sperm tank because I believe energy is transferred and <laughs> okay, you can let me, um, but let me just tell you one thing because you haven't right. tried it yet I'm just going to give you a little advice because you're calling into my show and this is what this is about it's about me helping you and giving you advice so I'm just going to give you one little bit of advice because you're not going through it she is and I know what she's going through and the worst thing for a woman to feel like and a lot of people would do this to me is like to make her feel like somehow she's her thinking is not letting it happen. Like people don't understand. Like I used to explain to people, like, do you actually think that I'm putting all these drugs in my body, doing all this work, and like I am like making it not happen? Like every part of me is saying I want this to happen. That whole bullshit stress and you're not thinking positively and all this stuff. It's that is so much more pressure on a woman that's going through. Don't ever say that. You can't really understand how bad that is unless you're going I through it. I don't understand because I haven't gone through it yet. Right, I'm just and I'm just telling you, don't, like a man yeah, stop with the, right the praying and everything because then what happens is, is you, she will feel like it's her fault. It's bad enough not to get what you want, but to feel like a failure. And that's how you feel as a woman. You're taking it on for the man and for she you. She didn't cry. She said she felt like a failure. Oh, yeah. I felt like I failed so many times. And when I was doing it with my friend, I felt like when I was doing it, I was doing it for me and him. And when it didn't work out for me, even though it was his sperm and it was us together, it was I was carrying that burden. And you and so it's hard enough. And when people say, oh, you're not supposed to be stressful and you should do this and you should do that. And it's just like, you know what? I'm doing everything I can to have a baby like you. It's very hard. And that's the worst thing to hear because it's bad enough that you're not having. You got to say, oh, I'm thinking negatively. So I'm thinking myself from not having a baby like it's just you feel it's like very self-defeating and it's not good so don't ever say that to her and don't with the praying and stuff because you know then if you pray and then it doesn't happen what do you think like uh, you just have to know that it'll happen when it's supposed to happen no, I'm that's not, fine, the praying but, is actually something she wanted because we're just blessing 
the transfer. We're not, um, right. you know, we're not trying I'm just to will that something after... through prayer versus like just saying, you know, we're giving this to you, God, and your will is your will, and we're going to do our best on this end. If it happens, great. But we just pray that, you know, the child knows we want them and, and we're excited and we're getting ready for that child. That's it. That's pretty much the prayer. I know. I mean, but like if you try 18 times down the line, you might start to be like, what the fuck is this God thing all about? Like, you know, you know, when you just when you pray or you want something really bad and you just don't get it, no matter what you do and you're trying so hard, it like it really does test your faith. So I think sometimes it's just like you and you and I'm not saying that faith isn't true or I don't believe in it, but it's like um, maybe it just is supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen that each time you can't really change it no matter how much you pray or beg. It's just, well, no, be I know. There's, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I believe in the power of prayer and I also believe that, you know, it's going to happen when it happens. And I also understand science. So, um, but I also know that, you know, can't hurt to pray. No. Okay. But just Uber, one more question before we get off this call. Uber, I want to know, sure. I'm sorry, I don't, the whole religious thing is, I don't talk about celebrities, and I try not to discuss, like, religious or anything, like, that's sort fine. of, kind I'm of just going to honestly about my, my life. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, oh, how much do you make a week ro- driving Uber and Lyft? Uh, about, well, I made $999.69 this last week, like and that take was just home one week. I, after taxes? I'm averaging... I grossed a thousand, and then it's an eighty twenty split. So I took home seven eighty nine this week, seven thirty four last week, and um, this and are week, you driving how many hours? Um, thirty five hours, sometimes forty. Do you meet interesting people? I wish I could give you like business cards, and you could, if you meet any create like I would want callers from your Lyft rides. Do you do you talk? Oh, to I the get people? incredible people, and I um. You do. I, I, I do because, like I said, I'm an entertainer. I have a web series coming. I'm not trying to like plug something, but I do have a web series coming. Oh, with your with your people driving in the car. Huh? Oh, yeah. See, that's really. Br- I would love that. I mean, this is why I do my podcast. I do the same thing. I just talk to strangers, and I feel like you know, if you just start talking to anybody, they become more interesting. Like I said, I mean, we started with the baby thing, and then this lift thing, and then I could go into your relationship, and I could talk to you another, for another hour. But I don't like for my podcast to go longer than an hour. We're already at fifty minutes. No, I've so, enjoyed talking to you, and I appreciate the the advice you've given me. Yeah, I don't even know what advice did friend, I give you. And um, you said check the sperm count about the sperm. Is that what you're saying? Oh, is that my advice? Well, no, you just want to know how much it is after washed. Um, you know, they'll give you a count, and they should know. You know, you want... But what's good and what's bad? Like, even well, if I know the number, I wouldn't know what, they what, want what's over good or ten, bad. They want over 10 or 15 million, but you really want, like, 30 to 50 million. Um, but he some... said that it had great mobility. That's all he said when he Motility. injected it in Motility. Yeah, that's great. That means it moves, really, um, that they're moving and that they're swimmers, and that's great. You know, um, when they wash it down and stuff, you're going to be probably at like 15 to 25, but that's still good. It's so weird. I used to say to my doctor, like, you know, why is sperm so fucking ineffective? Like a guy has to jizz millions and millions of sperm. You know what I mean? Like 15 million sperm is not good enough to get you pregnant. You need like 70 million sperm to get one baby. But then I thought like, you know, if sperm was very effective and out of 70 million 
of those little critters, 70 million made a baby, like there'd be a population problem, right? So I guess that's why sperm was created to be hugely ineffective. You need so much of it just to get one fucking baby. I mean, please, it's ridiculous. Like you need 70 million. Hopefully you could get pregnant with 17, 17 million or 15 million, but you want the higher, the better. But moti- the motility counts, the morphology, like there's a lot of different things that they take into consideration. You just want to ask them about the sperm ahead of time. They'll always give you the count. You guys just don't know what to ask, but they should have that. And you could even ask in the past, like you could say, what was the, what was this, the count? Because of the, you know, the, for the last two times, you should ask that from your doctor. Are you doing another yeah, IUI I'm, or IUBF? What are you planning on doing? I, I'm sorry. Um, I plan on taking my eggs out, like you said. Do it ASAP, I was just scared please. because I yeah, didn't want to go through the hormones. and like, No, you have it's to. It's just so fucking crazy, all the drugs, like you said. I just It freaks me out because I'm all about trying to keep my body clean so and healthy. I. And So was I my whole life. I never even took antibiotics. Now I'm a drug junkie. I'll take anything. I'll shoot anything. And I feel fine about that, okay? And that's fine. And my body needs to get... But the amazing thing about your body is your body will work itself and you are okay and you'll be fine. I did a lot more and I'll be fine one day. You need to uh, do it once. It's fine. You'll be fine in a couple months. You'll be... Seriously. After my first one, I took a three-month break and I was completely fine. It was after that it got really bad you know for me because um it, that's a lot of that's and they uh, you know they up your drugs each time so the first time I, you're not going to do that much they're not going to give you like the shit that they gave me by the end of it so you, you you'll be fine and she should do the ivf if she can if she has one more chance and she's gonna she needs to up her chances as fast as she can and get moving on it because her time is taking at 45 she's basically like a one percent chance and it's not about doom and gloom it's about unfortunately it's facts they're not being doom and gloom i mean i went to the best doctor at cornell who specialized in getting women in their 40s pregnant and he wasn't doom and gloom i mean that's what he does he takes you on as a person and he believes he gets people pregnant but it's five percent of the people and at 45 it's one percent those are real people it exists but that's just the facts and it's not doom and gloom it just is reality and so she needs to get on it before she turns 45 and you need to get those fucking eggs out before you turn 43 44 45 okay i am while you're driving on your left. Um, where do you live again? You're in L.A.? I'm in Los Angeles, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, if I ever come out there, I'll, I'll, I'll do left and see if I remember your voice. <laughs> anyway, thank you for All calling right. well, in. Thank you very much. Keep I appreciate posted. it. And if you ever have any questions about the stuff and everything, you can always email me because I know a lot about the stuff and I love helping people. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Good have luck. a great day. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.